They say a man is never fully dressed without two important accessories, his special lady and his Strucker. Strucker, he'll make time for you. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. I wanna buckle up, baby. Smash you. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weakened deep cover. And you? You're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 235 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolichai, and I'm laughing because all we heard before we started was burps and coughs. And speaking of burps and coughs, Mr. Carlos Buergoyo, the man we call Crunch Crunch, Mr. Les. Should it be Burp Arguello? Oh. <laughs> it was so cheap, it was great. I like that. The man we call the king of all pods, the man who's probably read Claudia Gray's book already, which came out probably an hour ago, Mr. Tom Chansky. King Tom Chansky, how you doing, buddy? It was like 45 hours ago, and yes, I finished. Yeah, <laughs> you did finish it. I talked to him earlier today. He's like, yeah, I'm kind of like uh, two-thirds uh, two done. I was like, this guy's going to be done by tonight. Great. We're going to hear a, re- a non-spoiler review of it. The man that I... Actually, every night now, I get a little ding on my phone, and it says, Eric Shruthers, live on Twitch. So I go on there, and I watch Eric and our friend Tracy Moon play Red Dead um, for a little, like, five, ten minutes. I don't even know if they're, they realize that I'm watching them. Um, but I'm having a good time listening to these guys and watching them shoot a bunch of people. Last night, they were getting frustrated because I think Eric was getting shot constantly by some dude. Um, and he wasn't happy about it, but I was yep. in bed and listen to this. I was in bed. We had Netflix on and I had you guys on and Lorena looked at me like, um, okay, we're going to watch this. Or are you going to watch them play? <laughs> this guy was handing me my ass just <laughs> over and dude. over again. I was like, I couldn't get anything going. Right. And th- so what it ended up happening is one of the guys in his posse who wasn't nearly as good decided he was going to get on me too. And that guy paid for everything that was wrong in my life <laughs> i just i started I didn't get the oh dude i just started killing them over and over and then the trick is what you do especially if they don't know they can just hit respawn is you get them and you tie them up because then oh, they okay. they don't realize that they're, they're just stuck and you oh they're stuck and you just keep killing them i throw them, them on my horse no i just throw them on my horse and ride around and that's what they're <laughs> stuck doing is staring at my horse's ass that's what they see on their screen that's fantastic but anyway yeah i'm that's not very mature of me no do you realize that i'm watching you guys at any point we can see that there's viewers, but we don't have no idea who they are. Oh, okay. Okay. I always come on with like, hey, I'm here for the cowboy, the cowboy fun or something. 
don't know if you can read what I'm writing, but you don't drop stuff in the chat every time, do you? Because I make sure to monitor it. I do. I, I've dropped stuff three or four times. Oh, I'll have to take a better look. Then, yeah. Because people have told me that, though, and I don't see it. So I don't know what the deal is. Anyway, whatever. Go on. This is a show. Nobody wants to hear this. No, they don't. But this is the Sith list. Nobody wants to hear this. <laughs> How you doing, Eric? Man, I'm I'm great, dude. Uh, my little girl's sick, though. Oh. And that sucks. You hate seeing your kids feel like that, especially when it wrecks your plans. Um <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I just feel so bad for her. She's running like a hundred and two and a half oh, fever. And, no, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I feel your pain because my son, my eighteen-month-old son, decided that he was a daredevil and wanted to get into a bar fight. Yeah, on Friday, he decided to go on this. He has this like little fake mini plastic shopping cart. Well, he decided that he wanted to jump on top of it and inside of it. He got in there, and then Lorena was about to go and tell him like, "What are you doing?" took a header, hit his face onto the tile, broke his front tooth. His front tooth is completely gone. So we went to the dentist yesterday. It was a horrific time at the dentist. On Monday, he has to have surgery to have an extraction. But since he's so young, they can't put him out. They're going to give him laughing gas to calm him down. And then they're going to put him in a little burrito sack where he can't move his arms and legs. And they're going to extract it. So that's my life right now. So talking about feeling horrible. Because of the blood drawn a couple weeks ago, remember I told you guys he got his blood drawn. Mm-hmm. He instantly freaked out when he saw a doctor. Instantly, like now it's like it's permanent. Like he's not gonna be okay with doctors or dentists for the rest of his life. I'm sure Monday's not gonna help either. He's gonna be awake. The laughing gas just calms you down. It doesn't put mm-hmm. you out. And they're gonna have to be pulling teeth and extracting. Luckily, the procedure only takes ten minutes, so that's a good thing. And Lorena's gonna be in there with him. Yeah, I got that going on. Well, hopefully that that being afraid of a doctor thing won't won't last too long. But I mean, I totally get it. That's yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. how humans that's uh, self preservation. Like, just for oh. example, for me, even still today, anytime I see a dude who has an inexplicably hot wife, I know he's going to mispronounce my name. I just know. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you, <laughs> King Tom? How you doing, buddy? I'm I'm fine. And we got. Uh, some snow here the other day and over the weekend i think we're gonna have a high of nine one day <laughs> i have nine today today was like 70 it was 75 it was, oh, beautiful. It, was, it was 35 here and sunny i practically went outside and walked three miles in shorts <laughs> that's awesome that's great johnny grasso our friend johnny grasso and mike pappas they each individually sent me pictures and videos of of how it is how much snow it is mm-hmm. it looked crazy yeah, we only crazy. got maybe about six inches or so, but that's what she feet. said. <laughs> I'm so proud of you right now. That was really good. I, really good. I, I did kind of set that one up. They know. they got feet out on the East Coast, so yeah, <laughs> I, they did. I can't complain. They did. Well, I hope it gets a little bit warmer than eight degrees for you over there. Buddy. Thank you. Les, how you doing, man? Hey, okay. Thumbs up. I'm glad. Thumbs up L- works on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, li- li- <laughs> listeners can really uh, can really see that one. Boo, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Everything's coming up strothers. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm going on vacation next week, so I'm not actually going anywhere. I'm just not going to work. So Dude, that's you, always best, take, you always take after the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl That off. week after the Super right. Bowl. That's my after the holidays right. uh, recuperation. You do that time. on your own. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Good on All you, right. man. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got yeah. self care, dude. Self care. If I, I really do not understand people who don't take vacation. I, I can understand if you can't afford it to go anywhere. Yeah, I get that. 
but just don't be at work. Yeah, take your vacation, folks, especially mm-hmm. nowadays. It's very important. Right. You, I'm you, taking a long vacation. Yeah. For a yeah. I don't want to like railroad the whole show with this. No. But that's exactly. actually like a really troublesome thing in the States. And I do it to myself all the time because what employers do is they want you to your identity. If somebody asks you, hey, I'm so-and-so and I work at blah. That's what they want the first thing mm-hmm. you say about yourself to be. And that's just unrealistic and quite right. unhealthy. I say I'm a podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm rich. Uh, I got all that internet money. (laughs) Les and I are reactors. That's why we are reactors. I'm a king. That's great. I'm a king. But but you know what I'm saying? It's it's they want you to they want you to to think that way about your Mm -hmm. job and they I don't want to say trick you, but they convince you that you're so important that they can't operate without you. Mm -hmm. Even though like in my case, a lot of this, I put this weight on myself. And so shame on me. But your employer, if you drop dead, will have somebody in your place in right. a couple of weeks. Don't think that your vacation, you don't, you can't possibly find time to take it. Trust me, they'll figure it out. Thank you there for you encouraging go. me, boo. Absolutely. Always. Everybody take your vacations. I it just, just don't be at work. Be at, Well, I, I guess nowadays it's a little <laughs> tough to just be at home, but. I don't know. Go for go for a drive. I'm sure there's something two hours away. Go find a a chicken place. I don't care. Just don't be at work. Chicken place. That's chicken what I want to do. Yeah. Just do something. Go somewhere. I love the fact that I told these guys that I got a new computer. I got a new MacBook Pro. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. That's fine. But I, I and I told them that I it synced up with my phone now because I got a new iPhone. So they have decided, King Tom, you suck Sith list. He just, he just texts me, and I came up on the computer and my phone. Eric Struthers, suck my balls, you dirty bastard. This is fantastic. caps, I might add. It is in all caps, though. He's yelling at you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. All right, let's get into box office. So we have a number one that has made a more money than normal little things with uh, Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. $4.7 million. And that's with them being out on HBO Max as well. And I got to see this, and I'll talk about this in a second. The Crude's A New Age, $1.8 million. Wonder Woman, still up there, $1.3 million. The Marksman, Liam Neeson, $1.3 million. So there's your top. Did, did I get four or five? Yeah, I think that was four. Okay, let's just throw in Monster Hunter for 735000 There's your top five. Now, this gets us into things we watched. I watched the little things. Anybody else watch this? Mm-mm. Definitely want to talk to Les really quick about this. Because this movie felt like your favorite sports team just went out and signed the best players possibly out there. And then they played the season and they didn't make the playoffs. Or, no, no, no. They they made the playoffs. Yeah. But they lost to the lowest seed. Right. In the first, in the first round. round. First round. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah, yeah, a felt, lot of talent. Yeah, a lot of talent. A lot of talent. And yeah. you, you keep waiting for it to get better and better. And it wasn't a bad movie. I'm not going to say it was a bad movie. It just... It's a serial killer movie, but then you're not invested in the serial killer because they've already killed in the beginning of the movie and there's no more killings throughout the rest of the movie. So you're just trying to figure out if who the suspect, if that is really the killer. It's just it, a it, detective movie. And well, then, no, it, and, not, not, and then it's it's your typical troubled detective story, too. That's right. Troubled exactly right. cop who's right. done something. Mm-hmm somewhere who's right. got something following them right and yeah you're right and to get if you would have told me there's a movie with jared leto denzel washington and rami malik 
about uh, serial killers set in the nineties. And and basically it was like seven and silence of the lambs and it had everything, but it just, you're right. It just, it was, it was too long of a movie, mm-hmm. like too long. Yeah. Two hours and 20 minutes. It, it wasn't terrible, but then it's like the I payoff, never up. It, the payoff just wasn't the real, no. what was supposed no. to be to sit through all of that, to see what we really get, which is a different thing, completely yeah. different thing. It's right. like, that doesn't pay off. Like it, didn't pay off, it, it didn't pay off. It didn't pay off in the way we thought it would. It just showed us something else that could be another movie that could have totally been a whole yeah. different movie. If they would have gave us that plot point from the beginning. It, yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. end, you don't, don't build pay- up to end on a plot point. Right. You build up to end the movie on an actual conclusion. But I will say I did watch a movie that I watched about 10, 12 years ago. And it was supposed to be a background film. And I ended up watching it entirely again and watching and just dropping what I was doing. And I watched the whole thing. It's a coming of age movie, but it has so many different aspects to it. It has um, depression and suicide, sexual abuse, being a freshman in high school, how it feels. And I'm talking about perks of being a wallflower. I don't know if you guys have seen this movie. It's with Ezra Miller. It's with Emma Watson and... Logan Lerman. Logan Lerman. It is a great, great film. And they should have every freshman in high school watch this as a mandatory film. Has anybody else seen this? No. You guys should definitely check it out. Great soundtrack. And it's it's just a really, really well done movie. This is where Ezra Miller became, you know, somebody in that film. He was fantastic in it. So it has everything that you want in a coming of age movie, but it has a really serious undertone. You get a chance to check it out. It's really good. Anybody else watch anything? Yeah, I saw Outside the Wire. That the I uh, did too. I did Anthony, too. Really? Oh, 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 that's interesting. Anthony Mackie. Pretty much, that's it. Okay, Everybody that's all you is, need. He's he, great. Yeah, no, he, he no. Pilu Aspect is in it too. I don't know who that is. He plays Euron Greyjoy in Game of oh, Thrones. Oh, Euron! Wait a minute. What? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's he's the main yeah. bad guy. Ish. Yeah. Sci-fi movie. Okay. Androids, end of the world, civil war in Eastern Europe, nukes going off, cyborg stuff like that. So a really legitimate, good sci-fi, and that's something that I think doesn't get enough, I guess, credit or uh, yeah. opportunity to be made is solid sci-fi. Right. This looks really good. How very well done. The acting's good. It just kind of fell flat for me. Oh, it it's be- I, it's going to be because they stretched the action out. The in that, between, be, in between the action, it was so much more of a film and a story, and like getting to know Anthony Mackie's character. Yeah, and then it gets to it was brought the same group that did a uh, uh, extraction. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So the action was there. Oh, the action. The solid. sci-fi concepts yeah. were good. Yeah, they were nice, but yeah, it was like can't go twenty minutes mm-hmm. of just. That's how hard it is to make a good movie, man. You have yeah. to have everything running on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. No, no matter how many actors that are A-listers or great actors you have. It was still pretty good. I'd give it a 7 out of 10 easily. Oh, no, yeah. Okay. Eight, yeah, I, for sure. By the way, I've been watching this Bridgerton or Bridgerton or Bridgerton. Bridgerton. I've been watching that with Lorena. Some handsome sons of bitches on that show. <laughs> Let me just tell you. A lot of sex. Heavy petting. No, 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 no. There's full-on banging. Full-on legitimately smash town scenes in this show so if you're into smash town stuff period piece smash town stuff please watch victorian era yeah of course that's an all victorian era but the cool thing is that when they go to like balls and stuff 
What kind of in dancing? That's like the parties balls. <laughs> Great big ball. So it's very classical, very violin based music, but it's this vitamin string quartet playing songs from today. Really? Yeah. So you'll hear modern songs played back then, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. All right, guys, I think it's time for us to get into some Star Wars stuff. Kylo, get us to Star Wars. Don't throw anything. It's time for Eric's Star Wars report. Oh, speaking of, of throwing chairs, I can't believe he said it. I still haven't been able to discern exactly what happened. What happened here? You know, one thing somebody somebody says, yeah, that was from this movie. The person they're referring to is Scarlett Johansson, and that was in the script. And but that's not the case. Yeah, I saw that. Right. A Marriage Story or whatever. Yeah, it was. yeah. I I'll hold my comments on that. I I it's I don't know what's going on. But I would imagine that somebody, especially who's a like a method actor like he is, that it's you get in this character space and it's probably kind of hard to turn that off. But regardless, you still you, you can't be a turd. So, no. OK, speaking of turds now, <laughs> this whole thing is going around that uh, John Favreau has said that the Mandalorian is going to go right up to the sequel trilogy. And they all keep like uh crediting this interview from uh the the writers guild of america Mm -hmm. okay now nowhere in here does he say that i just want to be clear he says that one of the challenges is figuring out where it fits in the continuity of what already exists that's what he says and that that was the end of that i mean it's an interesting read for sure and if you want to check it out go ahead but uh, yeah, it's people have just latched right on that. So here's here's what he said. Let me just um, read you the quote. Sure. Quote, the Mandalorian inherits a great deal from existing Star Wars stories. And when I write that context is always a consideration. It became clear that within the established continuity, certain things were likely to transpire. That is what he says. <laughs> and everything else that came after that is what people took from it. So. And then there, everybody jumped on it and said he's going to save yes. and fix That's the where sequel I was headed trilogy. Next. So then, suddenly, Inverse. Inverse.com. The top shelf in entertainment news. <laughs> Inverse. They said, Mandalorian Season 3 might fix the Star Wars sequels. Favreau hints. And of course, you get the same turds in the comments section of these. But I just... Yeah. And that's how it turned out. Is because, you know, sequels are trash and this is going to fix this and so on and so on. And that's how that one thing he said about fitting it in the continuity of everything that's already, you know, existing. That's where it led. And thank goodness for the Internet, man. We would be lost without that sort of thing. Yeah, right. But what do you guys think about this? When I read the article and read the quote, I didn't get. Just like you said, I didn't get that out of it, but I, I don't, it very well could be that it leads up to the sequel trilogy, but I don't think he's doing it to fix it. I don't think he's doing it because somebody has to, (laughs) I don't think he's doing it because he thinks the sequel trilogy is shit or something. I just think that's where the storyline will go, you know? And, and if it does, people are going to jump on it and say, yeah, oh, he fixed it. No matter what he does, they're going to say, oh yeah, it's. Thank God for John Favreau and Dave Filoni because they fixed it. It's 
a slow Star Wars news week, and someone who wants attention is trying to push their agenda. Favreau has consistently said... (laughs) That's a novel. (laughs) Favreau has consistently said, going back to the very first time when he introduced er, the, the, the idea of the Mandalorian, that text paragraph on Instagram, it contained the line, the Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. End quote. Favreau has consistently said yep. that the that the Mandalorian is part of the overall Star Wars structure, linking point A to point B. This idea is nothing new. This was, bef- you know, obviously before the rise of Skywalker came out, before anyone started saying anything needed to be fixed. Not that I believe the sequel. To- I love. The How dare you, trilogy. King Tom? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and take that quote. No, it it doesn't, <laughs> and it's just someone looking for attention and lazy writers not paying any attention to what their sources are. Was the writer's name Susan? Was was her name Susan? I think so. Mm, Okay. Got a bone to pick against Susan? No, I just don't like lazy Susans. We're just going to go round and round with that one, aren't we? Oh! Oh. (laughs) Zinger! (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Come on, that was like good. a lesson. You know, you know what I could never figure out. You go to a restaurant. Mm. Restaurant. You go to the table. They have a lazy Susan on the table and a dumb waiter in the back. <laughs> I could never figure out why they didn't switch names. Because you get the dumb waiter. The dumb waiter sets a plate down in the wrong place. If they put it in that little spinning thing, you could always spin it around. Meanwhile, the lazy Susan is in the back bringing food downstairs because the lazy Susan, the server, doesn't want to walk up the stairs. Ah. Why not switch the names? That's Seinfeld right there. This yeah. is what King Tom stays up late at night thinking. It is. This is what yeah. keeps you up at night, and, and Araj <laughs> deserves that little tangent for that joke. Thank you. That's right. But anyway, <laughs> these, these lazy people, these lazy Susans, trying to get you know those clickbait dollars, relying yeah. off of someone named Doomcock for their stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's next, man. Wait a minute. Sorry Doomcock. for spoiling I knew, that. I knew no, that no. guy in college. <laughs> okay, this, this I don't think I want to be called Doomcock. YouTuber <laughs> of great renown. Name. He's a reactor. He is amazing. He's uh, so it's Dictor something Doomcock just goes by Doomcock. He has claimed he had another big one that we talked about a few months ago. Yeah, another big one. But it's that Disney we're well planning Lucasfilm is planning to essentially retcon the yeah. sequel trilogy by using footage. Oh, that, that was, was him sh- shot during the filming of said sequel trilogy to tell a different story on Disney Plus as a series. The, the cock cut, yes. Oh, well, oh, in the, thing the circumcision, that, the thing that I, oh. I really oh. feel like this is one of those situations where I would bet. I would be willing to bet money in no circumstances he believed that at all. Mm-hmm. It's just to generate view. And right. I'm sure right. it worked out. And especially when things are slow, man, people jump on it like crazy. But the thing is, and I mean, listen, I'm not an industry insider. I am not an expert. But one thing I can tell you, and we've said this before, you know what Lucasfilm likes and Disney likes? Money. You know what the sequel trilogy made him? Money. You know that people are streaming those movies that everybody hates on Disney Plus and they can track the exact metrics of that. You know what that equals? Money. And the the thing that they said, they mentioned the Rise of Skywalker as one of the wins of the fiscal year. Yep. Yeah. They are happy 
with yeah. how that went. Right. They are not going to do anything to wreck that. No, they won't. Plus, it's just, me? it would make zero sense. <laughs> this is so stupid. But Can we get the Favreau keep, cut? This is how we keep coming back to stuff like this. Yeah. Also, that's why they're doing Andor, and they're not doing something from Solo. Andor made, uh, Rogue One made over a billion dollars, mm-hmm. for God's sake. So mm-hmm. why not take a character and make a series out of it? It's all about money and audience. That's just it. It, it, it Even though it's art, okay? And yeah. artists are going to do what they're, they feel feel called to do right they're ultimately a business that they themselves have a stake in but also have a ton of people to answer to in the form of shareholders a board of directors and everything else they're gonna make money right and the studios don't give a shit about the art they hand the idea over and the approval over to the artists who make that art and yeah. try to make money for them while they're making that art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and obviously they care about the legacy of the yeah. Star Wars franchise. They do. Of yeah, course yeah, yeah, they, they do. do. Yeah, of course but, they do. But to act like they're just going to get rid of that, it's such wasted energy. And of course, here we are wasting energy talking about the fact that it's wasted energy. <laughs> right. But it's just a shame. No, it, it is. Because stuff like this keeps popping up and we, you know, we're compelled to talk about it. Right. But here we are. Here's what I do know about the Mandalorian. And you can take this to the bank. Well. The events of the Mandalorian have happened and will continue to happen in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. That's right. Yep. There you have it. You can, you can bet the bank on that one. That better, that better be hitting inverse.com today. Uh-huh. It is. They, they're listening to us. Fat aging rock star with long hair claims on a <laughs> Wednesday night that blah, blah, blah. That's going to be the cover story. <laughs> And then, okay, but then, then they have to mistake you for someone else. Who would be the fat aging rock star with long hair? Meatloaf. <laughs> Does he? I don't think he has long hair anymore. Didn't he cut it all? Yeah, he did. Because I, I remember, yeah, he probably did. Dog the Bounty Hunter cosplayer. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather Dog the Bounty Hunter said this, and then they run that article. <laughs> I like your uh, Red Dead guy, though. It looks like you from Dude, behind does, with the long he? hair. It's pretty yeah. sick. Yeah. I'm sure they don't have any Persians running around there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the deal. Okay. We got other things, like a cool new book by Claudia Gray. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And King Tom has already read it seven times. I uh, just one and a half. And I'm I can't only- even listen to an audiobook faster than King Tom reads a fucking book. That's where I'm at right now. And I, and I put it to 1.3 speed so I can get through it quicker. I'm still fucking got five hours left. And then this is not even the Claudia Gray book, people. This is Light of the Jedi, which I'm very much enjoying. So highly recommend what do you think about this book buddy it was good it was a fun read it's a little bit different because i I, as i kind of mentioned in our uh production meeting all the claudia gray books are familiar and comfortable and they all have things that link them to each other because this is in the high republic you don't have that you also have a whole new cast of characters and there you don't know first when it's happening um but it does happen kind of concurrent with the events of light of the Jedi, but it's, it's a very, um, it's a solid book. It's entertaining. There's a bunch of mystery and like what's going on. And it kind of a little bit sets up the future of the higher. It's, it's exploring a separate part of the action of, of this initial phase of higher Republic, but it also set it, it, it feels like there's forward momentum. Okay. And um, there are some great mysteries. 
some things they do with the force that's that's new, um, some explanations of things that are new, and a cool location that we some of us have seen in another place. Hmm. Sizzle. Okay. Some sizzle there. Great. I, Claudia Gray is my favorite Star Wars writer as of right now. I love her mm-hmm. work. It's awesome. So I can't yeah. wait. Uh, probably be next year by the time I get to finish this, <laughs> this one. But but I can't wait to get that one on Audible as well. Um, cool, man. I've I've heard though because I read it, but I've um I've heard that the the narrator for this one isn't as good uh, as the other one. This guy is just nails. Mm-hmm. He must have like fifty different accents. Or these yeah, characters that he has. The name, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the one who did Light of the Jedi, but yeah. I think he's considered to be the best. Yeah, Mark he's like Thompson. the guy. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. fantastic. Uh, but the, the whoever they have doing in, uh, Into the Darkness, I've heard, not that good. Oh, that's unfortunate. I think well, it's cool, Doomcock. Man. Yeah, thanks, Doomcock. <laughs> well, yeah. this is another segue back to, I wanted to talk a little bit about the new bad guys in Star Wars and the Nihil. Mm-hmm. Which very cool descriptions in the light of the Jedi. They seem crazy and they seem like barbarians and pirates. And I just like their whole shtick. They use gas to to mess with people. There's a video that just came out, and um, I think we should uh, play it real quick, and then we'll talk. King Tom, I want to get your take, and and Eric, want to get your take on the new bad guys because I know you've both finished the book. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, watch this. Centuries before the rise of the Empire. Prosperity, pioneering, and adventure marked the era of the High Republic. Anarchists of the Outer Rim, the Nile, are masked marauders made up of strikes, clouds, and storms, all led by dangerous tempest runners with the same mindset. You can't take it with you, but we can take it from you. An attack from the Nile is marked by ominous smoke and poisonous gases that serve to intimidate and then kill their prey. In the shadow of the great disaster, the Nile orchestrate a twisted plan and use their mysterious yet terrifying command of hyperspace to attack systems affected by the tragedy. As the Republic encroaches on their territory, the Nile use their sadistic tactics to stake their claim on the frontier. There's your new bad guys. What do you think about these guys? Eric, we'll go with you. What do you what do you think about the new baddies? Yeah, I like the chaos associated with them. That's one of the things that, you know, up until now, most of our bad guys have been military and structured and ordered. And I mean, they all have order in their, their names. But with this, this is more angry evil. And mm-hmm. like more violent and intense, more up close. And it's a, it's a, it's a refreshing thing. It's different. And I know a lot of people aren't like too keen on the, the Mad Max aspect yeah, right. of it. But I mean, let's face it. You're talking about a world that stuff like this is going to happen. I mean, you know what I mean? You're going to have bad guys like this. And I'm glad that they're, they're doing it. And I'm glad that they have the, like the power that they do have to uh, make this big of an effect on the, on the universe. I like the fact that there are different species, by the way. You know, you have a Twi'lek, you have a, mm-hmm. a you know, human. I like that is that is the thing. And they all wear headgear to uniform each other. I, that's one of the coolest things. I, d- I don't want to say too much because I know Raj hasn't gotten a certain parts yet, but the video would it say sadistic mm-hmm. 
methods or something like that is the denial. They get up to some crazy stuff, especially later on in the book. Oh, okay. And, you know, they're a danger because they have a different way of getting around than everyone else does. And they're not afraid to mess people up. And their leader, he has an agenda. And by the end of the book, it's something else completely than what you thought it was. And you, you don't know what's going on. So it's it's just and you know in in when they're hanging out they like to do some space coke listen to some hardcore death metal and just party and then they go out and kill and terrorize people so it it's a whole new slant on on the bad guys and then um, into the darkness introduces another type of bad guy mm. um, that was it was it was mentioned during the live webcast but they're called the Drengear Dengear and they're these killer plants you kind of laugh and you think okay killer plants but when you get to them in the book these guys are kind of freaky it's like a horror movie shit okay what's cool about the nile is also that they disagree with each other and they they yeah they won't hesitate to kill each other if they need to Mm -hmm. yeah there's a cool aspect of it they are not always loyal to each other right yeah pretty cool pretty cool all right so uh yeah, maybe we'll get to see these guys in live action one day, which would be pretty interesting. Oh, just one little thing, man. Um, it, you know, we talk about collectibles from time to time, and yeah. Asbro Pulse reveals Lucasfilm 50th anniversary products and more. And what they've done is they've taken some some of the figures. They've done these, they call them uh, like the archive releases, where they repackage them in like more dreadful packaging where you can get figures you may have missed out on. But what they're doing here is a little bit different. They're taking that same idea, but they've applied it and like made the figures more like more points of articulation, more modern, that sort of thing. And they're pretty neat though, because they're like, um, like that original Kenner vibe. They've mm-hmm. got a Greedo, but he's got more points of articulation, but they're like, the colors are super bright. Yeah. So and oversaturated and i think that's really really neat now i'm i've hit the point where i'm kind of i have too much stuff i can't keep the yeah, collecting pace stuff. but there's some really neat gear in here and uh you know that's stuff that to, to also to remind you that lucasfilm's been around for 50 years that's crazy man. that's pretty wild man. <laughs> that is crazy they're doing the like the retro cards the darth maul episode one stuff but with like more modern figures in it. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty, it pretty, pretty cool. cool. I saw that. Yeah. Great. Well, I'm glad we got to talk some star Wars. I didn't think we had that much stuff. It's been pretty slow lately. So, so. it'll hit like an avalanche. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And well, and bad batch is coming out in about a couple months, right? Less than a couple months. Mm-hmm. You know That's what? Sure. I'm not sure what the launch date for that is. I heard March, um, which I'm really excited. Cause I went back and watched the last season of clone wars again. And, God, man, they did such a great job with that last few episodes. So great. I might actually watch that one because I, I dig uh, I dig Commandos. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I think you'll like it a lot. And um, what's her name is in it? Fennec Shat. Oh, yeah, that's she's in it. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Can't wait. I think we're going to do some roundtables with the Kessel Run guys with, with the uh, Bad Batch stuff. So Vibe check. Vi- vibe check. All right, Eric, thank you so much for guiding us through that galaxy. Absolutely, man. All right, a, a quick, before we get into all this uh, stuff, we got some, uh, 
some obviously some WandaVision stuff, which was a crazy episode. We're going to get into in a second. Some other comic book stuff. Some people wanted to weigh in on the DC Marvel versus thing that we brought up last week. I wanted to do a moment of sound for Cicely Tyson, who was a pioneering honorary Oscar winner who starred in The Sounder, the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. Yeah. 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 Pittman earned five Emmy noms. She was fantastic. She passed away at 96 and I just wanted to give a moment of sound. She was a, a trailblazer and a lot of people in the industry wouldn't be where they're at if it wasn't for people like her. So a moment of sound to her. And also Dustin Diamond, I know a lot of people watched him as he grew up. He played Samuel Screech Powers in Saved by the Bell. Unfortunately, cancer took him way too quickly at age 44 and just a moment of sound for him as well. Let's get into some stuff comic book wise, comic book TV movie news. And I have an email from Colton Michael. Let's let's uh, Michael Colton, Colton Michael. Howdy, Sith listeners. Hope you all are doing well. If y'all have time this week, I like to do a little comparison between tops and bottoms for the comic book cinematic universes. <laughs> the way this works is a top five versus bottom five head to head. Okay. From, from each matchup, okay. pick the movie you prefer, and we'll see how long it takes for the garbage of Marvel to outclass the cream of the DC crop. Ooh. King Tom, you ready for this? We're sifting here. King Tom, I'm, you ready I'm, for this? I'm ready. Okay. We're some prospectors. Matchup number one, Dark Knight versus Hulk. I'm going to say Dark Knight. That's unfair. Well, well, that's a well, shot at hey, me. That first that's not one, a shot at you. That is a shot. Hold on. Wait a that minute. Is, a shot I take, I what offense. are we trying to do here? I think, I think this is the, this, the way this that's works unfair. is at the top five versus the bottom five head to head. So what he's saying is the top five DC movies versus the bottom five Marvel movies. The, M- right. the MCU Hulk? That's that was my question because if it doesn't say, but let's just one. say it's MCU. Fine, fine. That's unfair. This, Dark Knight I, gets the edge here. I'm playing this in protest. No, I'm, why? Because I because that's unfair, and I but I have to pick the Dark Knight. Okay, that's why. Okay, I, but I play in protest. This that, is not fun. everybody agrees with this. Correct. This is a Nabu. Dark Knight was a phenomenal. Film. This is so Dark Knight yeah. was better than which Hulk movie? Ed Norton's or either one? Ang Lee combined both combined. They were nowhere near both. What do you mean no? Dark Knight wasn't as good as Ang Lee. I didn't Lee's. say no. I oh, didn't okay. say no. You I'm shook just, your head. I know people. I didn't, can't I'm see just that. mulling the, the question, mm-hmm. man. I just don't like the question. Okay. I mean, okay. Number two, Wonder Woman versus the first Wonder Woman versus Thor: Dark World. Hundred percent Wonder Woman, and I think we all agree on that. See, see, he's trying. He's trying to push his agenda here this is by a making his own. Yeah, yeah, this is a softball. Yeah, of a question. Okay, fine. That's two out of the three, or two out of. You know, five. I I watched, Ooh. I watched Thor: Dark World a few months ago, and it wasn't as bad as I remember it. I still have <laughs> the villains really didn't have any personality, but that assault on Asgard's pretty bitching. The assault on Asgard was really cool. I liked Thor's emotions with, you know, everything he had to go through, losing his mother and everything, and. And the the end battle with just stuff mm-hmm, flipping out everywhere that was pretty cool and and I think we talked about a few weeks ago I I had I, yes, I liked I liked Wonder Woman but I had some issues with it so right. I'm gonna say that's a tie I'm not oh. gonna agree with that oh. Thor Dark World was was one of the movies I was in the theater and every time a stupid joke came on every thirty seconds I would I was like it felt like somebody was like puncturing me with a knife Look, it's it's not up to the quality of the mc no the rest no, of our laugh track going mm-hmm. but it's it's still an okay movie 
Number three, Batman Begins versus Iron Man 3. 100% Batman Begins. I love Batman Begins. I even like it. When I watch it sometimes, I think it's even a better movie than The Dark Knight. I fucking love Batman Begins. And Iron Man 3 was not good. What, Iron uh, Man 3. Despite oh, Trevor, despite that, I'd say Iron Trevor, Man 3. Yeah. Trevor. Eric, you want to weigh in on any of this? Uh, Batman yeah, Begins versus wanna... Iron Man 3. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man 3 is not the winner. No, no. Especially with <laughs> Liam Neeson in Batman Begins. He was fantastic as... Raja Ghul. That's that's probably the toughest one so far. That's probably what? the toughest one so far because I do like the emotion that any the MCU conveys emotion. I'm like I I I dig it because they just don't like you know like uh, what is it King Thomas saying about Thor's emotion, his mother dying, all the shit he has to go through. What is it? Um, Iron Man three. Iron Man have, having PTSD. He's just <laughs> fucking losing it. His yeah. Not the wife at the time, but she she could potentially die. No. But it, yeah, no. But I, I think it's that's the closest one so far. But that has to be Iron Man begins. three. It has it to be really begins. really they they struck gold with one thing, and they completely the ending shot themselves in the foot screen. with something else. We got rescue, which was great. Yeah, that, was, that was pretty bitch. But the Mandarin, yeah, and it was garbage. Fin Foom, like. <laughs> Dude, these yeah, are like legit cool. Iron Man villains. Like, yeah. if you're not gonna bring those two to like real, bring them to the screen for real, and it, yeah, just you just don't okay. do that. You don't do that. So, Next one. I would take Batman Begins. Okay, that makes much. I agree. Uh, the Aquaman versus Age of Ultron. Um, oh, Ultra, I, Age I, of Ultron. I'm, I'm gonna say Age, Age of Ultron. Ultron. As much as I like Aquaman, Age of Ultron for sure. Age of Ultron gets Ooh, unnecessary sure. hate. I don't hate it. Uh, 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 there's a lot of people that do not. It like is unnecessary. It, Absolutely, it is a very, very, very good comic book movie, man. Yeah, and it sets up a lot of things. Yeah, sure oh does. yeah, there's things to this day that are still being. Yeah, yeah. Last one: Birds of Prey versus Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man all day. Ant Man and the Wasp. It's a tie all day. It's a tie for you. Okay. Yeah, they're both great. I'm going to say Ant Man and the Wasp. On they're this both one. great. I, I think Birds of Prey is very underrated. Uh, and I think you and McGregor were so good in that film. Um, Ant Man and Wasp gave us Jimmy Woo. That's true. Yes, right. I, I, I like the Ant Man. And, I, I give you. I, I say Ant Man and Wasp. And Ant Man and the Wasp, yeah. I think, was the one of the first times that Marvel flexed its uh, what is it? Its CGI muscle, where they just have the Wasp going in and out in the same scene, going big, small, fighting at the same time. How seamless it was. Um, what's the villain's name? Ghost. Uh, Ghost. Ghost. How how awesome she looked and all that that mm-hmm. blew my mind. Yeah, she was cool. At, and then they also had the uh, some of the best um, for the quantum aging too, right? Yeah. Oh, de aging was really yeah. Good. The de aging right there at the yeah. start was, yeah, was really fucking cool. phenomenal. I right. think that was a real big like they put the fucking the you know the uh, I the gauntlet was, down. I thought I was watching Fatal Fatal Attraction. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Please don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So wasp all day. Okay. And he ends this thing with, he said, it's all a bit subjective, but I'd argue that some of the best DC films are only marginally better than some of the worst Marvel films. That said, I do get a ton of enjoyment out of DC for what it is and what it is not. A coherent story-driven universe where I need to see each movie to understand the next. That is true. DC, you don't have to have any continuity really anymore with DC. Um, Cheers and hope you all are staying healthy. Colton Michael slash Michael Colton. Thank you, buddy. That was great. 
That was a great little thing that we just did. Um, yeah, and I'm surprised uh, that uh, the Joker wasn't on there. I think pe- people forget. Well, but they're they're the really good, really good ones, right? Yeah. That's what they'd be considered because Shazam is actually a really good one. Oh, Shazam yeah. too. Yeah, that's a fantastic one. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know what? Here's what I'm gonna say. I, since I've gotten HBO Max, I've basically been blessed flying through DC <laughs> content that's on there. I've I've watched every single animated movie, animated show, uh, every movie they have. They just need to be DC. Yeah. They really just need to be DC. There are so many great stories that they can tell and they don't need to succumb to whatever type of pressure. They need to just do what everybody, they need to do what they've been doing in comics where they poach people. You know, they have James Gunn making a movie. They should give him more movies. They should ask Taika Waititi to do some stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. they should just say, we don't care if you're working with them. Come over here and do something with us too. Right. And let them take the reins. We grew up with these guys. Like, let's be honest here. For at least for us four, and maybe even Carlos, our afternoons or our Saturdays. Yep. There was I a, got home. Superman was on TV in oh, some way, shape, or form. That, that Batman was block. on TV. You mm. know, yeah. There was either the animated series. We're young enough, uh, Araj and us for the the sixties Batman show was in syndication. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. every single day we got mm-hmm. to see this stuff. Yeah. We got Plastic Man and the Super Friends, the Wonder Twins. Which yeah, that's the Wonder Twins. The, yeah, We got all this DC stuff has been throughout our lifetime. And to even have to do something like this to compare them in this way is, is it just, it, it kind of sucks. You but know, it comes it just, with the territory. It always will yeah. happen. It'll never get rid of this kind of comparison, but, but, but I think I, you're right. It's all there, man. The gold mine is there. Again, I mean, we watched... The George Reeves Superman, you know, black and white, and he was laying on an ironing oh, board. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the fan was blowing his cape and stuff. That's how much it's been in our life. It's they have more of a presence than Marvel ever had. Marvel only blew up. You know what I mean? What they have like super? They had Spider Man and his amazing friends, a couple Fantastic Four, and Hulk cartoons, but it wasn't like to the degree of saturation that we've had. And yeah. I just don't understand why they just can't be themselves and still produce or just take certain stories and just say, here you go and just throw them out there. Well, it's always fun to, uh, to debate it. That's for sure. Well, this leads us into some WandaVision. Wow. I will say what an episode. I think we've all saw it. Uh, Eric, you saw it as well. Yes, sir. Man. Oh man. It for all the people that didn't like the first three episodes, um, which is none Buckle. of us because we, I mean, we, I, I loved the first three episodes. I know King Tom and Les did and Eric did and Boo did as well. This was pretty much a Marvel type of show and, and movie. Mm-hmm. So it threw us in there. So we get the best of both worlds. I absolutely loved it. Sets up so many different things. It was so meta as, as that word is that we get to see things while they're happening and storylines all come together. Oh, so great. I wanted to get Eric, what was your take on episode four? Of WandaVision. Oh, I was floored. I loved it. I'm glad that it went this direction. I'm glad that it's weird. I'm glad that it's multi-layered. And like it throws a lot of stuff at you, but still leaves enough for you to ponder and speculate as opposed to just hitting you over the head with right. what's going on. And and again, this is something that I mentioned before, but like watching my wife enjoy the show is awesome for me. She loves the MCU. And so for, to see her so engrossed in this, I think it's just great. Uh, you know, I begin to have concerns of how, how things are going to end, but, 
yeah, it's just just excellent. And like my, I can't wait for Friday. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how it's become. I I was telling Lorena the same thing. She enjoyed it as well, which is obviously a good sign. I cannot wait for Fridays now. I cannot wait to see, and I have no idea what's going to happen. And that's the great thing about the show. No clue what's going to happen in this thing. And I can't wait. I'm going to, before I get less and, and King Tom and Boo's take, I'm going to read some emails in between because we got some emails about this. This is from Avery. Hey guys, hope you're doing well and staying healthy. The most recent episode of WandaVision began to fill in a lot of gaps in the theories I had with the backstory of Monica Rambeau, which was shocked and revelation that she was the little girl in Captain America all grown up, mind blown. It was also cool to see Darcy Captain from Marvel. the Thor- Captain Marvel. Did I say Captain America? Yeah. yeah. Robert Downey Jr. It was also cool. It was also cool to see Darcy from the Thor movies come in and be the sword team. It looks like with all these characters, Darcy, Monica, Jimmy Woo, etc., coming from all over the MCU, we could potentially see other characters emerge once they hear that Wanda is behind this current situation. Who else you guys think could show up? Who would you want to show up? Dave out there and keep on keeping on. Robert Downey Jr. Seriously, Avery. Okay, I will go with you. Quick fire. Doctor Strange. And who do you think is going to? Doctor Strange. Okay. I want to see Professor X or Magneto. Oh! That's who I want to see. Magneto. But I think they're going to have it be her brother <laughs> from Age of Ultron in a dream sequence. Ooh. Wow. The lame so, Quicksilver. So, wait a minute. So, they're going to, Matt, they're going to, like, pump it into the, into the, the dome thing? Or is how are they? I think she's it? just going to kind of recreate them, like she recreate. Like mani- oh, she's going to do. She's going to manifest them. He's going to be the part of her conscious conscience that tells her stop this, knock it off. Yeah, gotcha. All right, I dig it. Doctor Strange seems like the obvious choice, just given like what her powers are mm-hmm. and like the the blurring of reality. It so, but. Also, and it, I mean, not that it would make a lot of sense, but dude, I want to see the Winter Soldier come cruise. <laughs> it's because I think he's so rad. <laughs> that would be so cool. That'd be rad. Uh, left. So, is this in regards to uh, Elizabeth Olsen's tweeting out that there's going to be a, a Luke Skywalker Moment? level appearance? I, I didn't know that she tweeted that out. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, she said that, yeah. that in episodes yeah. five, with the next two episodes, going to be a Luke Skywalker. And I can't think of anyone. Stanley. On that level, <laughs> oh, he comes. Who, who, who? Stanley. <laughs> Stanley. Oh, they're just gonna do a cameo. That, that'd be that, great. That's D- pretty, D- pretty much it. A DH but Stanley. I, I'm just trying to think of the only way we would get something like that is would to be like what King Tom said, which was to get either McAvoy showing up as Professor <sighs> X or getting Fastbender <sighs> as Magneto. That would be so. You know, rad, like dude. or just getting one of those two. We're here to help. Or Professor X, like, we're here to. I'm here to help. I heard you brought in Stephen Strange and some other people, but allow me to. I'm Charles Xavier. Allow me to introduce myself, like Jay Z. I'm gonna. If we're doing a reaction and that happens, Roger, like my laptop's gonna fall. Oh yeah, gonna see chaos. That's I'm just gonna flip and just shoot through the roof. But that would be them just being bold as hell, and it would be the perfect way to do that. But I think uh, we'll probably get either Doctor Strange or Quicksilver back in some way. And that's oh, it. My gosh. I think it's Doctor Strange, and I would love to see Doctor Strange. And I think it's going to open up the whole multiverse if, craziness. But see, that's the thing. As a comic person, King Tom, I'm going to throw this. What if mm-hmm. Emma Frost 
is like I there's something cracking off over here. I got what's going on, guys? My name is Emma Frost. Like that would be that would be even more unexpected than Magneto? Magne- Magneto or Zave. Just uh, because oh. you know, she's powerful, but she's not as well known, and it means you can introduce the mutants in a a different way. Mm. It, it, it would it, that would be a real. I really like that idea. Mm. See, see, or you can, or Reed Richards could be like, "Hey guys, uh, Reed Richards here. There's something crack. What's what's happening over in Jersey? Uh, yeah, this you, is just you, a you, hand because stretches from New York. Well, the idea, <laughs> hey, the the <laughs> the idea is that they are part of Sword. You heard the theories, right? That they're yes. part of Sword, Sword and they yeah. got snapped away while they were in space on mm-hmm. on doing some type of patrol or mission for sword so uh, mm-hmm. yeah it could be anything for us like hardcore people it, it could be one of those things but yeah it's probably the safe bet is dr strange which is still damn cool man. oh that'd be rad very rad okay well thank you so much for that that was awesome that was awesome Mima. i love that boo uh what do you think about the episode yeah no the episode is great um there's several aspects from the the undusting that was happening at the beginning to the what is it just how much the creep factor was just increased so much that you start to not not that i didn't feel it before but now it's like those moments where i want to turn away i'm like oh no and i'm just i you know although it is a mcu movie i i'm almost afraid that i'm going to see something horrible i i don't want her to do something that she just can't take back she chucked Rambo out of a, through a couple of walls. I was like, that hurts. And that was, I guess, not MCU mean, but that's that's not a nice thing to do. And I'm, I don't know. I, and then you start to see, I guess, cracks or slips that she has in the reality that she's created. Well, that's the total what I think. Big one. When yeah. Vision walks back mm-hmm. in the door, you're like, yeah. yeah. See, like that's that's the kind of shit where I was like, oh, I didn't need to see that. I didn't want to oh, see Oh, well, that. you don't like that either way, so... No, of course yeah, not. That probably, no, but... that probably shook you a little bit. Oh, yeah. it did! And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, there's his head is... Oh, no. And then he reminds you of how awful that scene was, because she yeah. just killed him, and then she watches him die again. Right. Oh, yeah. So, and the... But uh, uh, onto the other side, Jimmy Woo, fucking great. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Uh, Kat Dennings' character bring, being brought back? Awesome. Very good. So yeah, so I, I think it was a great episode. I can't wait to see more. I can't wait to get uh, what is it? So much, uh, so much more of uh, the the creep factor, I guess, and just you know see how far they're willing to take it. So yeah, so overall great episode. Yeah, it really was. You didn't bring me a beer. I, I'm out. That's oh. why I got a white claw. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you saved it then. Yeah. You got a white claw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the cool thing was uh, them. Not so much mocking television viewers, but you know the parody of oh, yeah. of, of Darcy's, and she's like, "I'm invested." It is like, "Yeah, that's yeah. us." That's and all it, of us. It, it, it was in, any, in any media we consume. Like, Gee, was characters? You're telling me they made it. We're we're watching a sitcom with two Avengers. Uh, yeah, they're pretty. And much they're both it. sitting there, so he's like the so she's the person who's invested in the show, and he's the newcomer. You guys just you know like you hype the show up. You're yeah. like, dude, you gotta totally watch this. <laughs> right, you gotta so sit, cool. check it out. And, and they're so like, he's sitting there and they're like, hmm. Yeah, it's really, it's really done well. King Tom, unless, unless King Tom and I did a br- breakdown in the morning after we watched it, and we had a great time doing it. Uh, yeah. But King Tom, your take on on the episode? I mean, I I loved the, the for, even though the first week I was a little bit impatient with where it was going, but I, I mm-hmm. love 
the way they were doing it throughout the first three episodes. And I didn't know that this was coming. I didn't want it, but, but I love what we got. And I think I said this during our recap, but it felt like a, an old familiar sweatshirt or something. It was just so <laughs> yeah. comfortable yeah. to have, you know, even though they were like, you know, secondary tertiary characters like Jimmy Woo and Darcy, just to have them back, to have Monica Rambeau all grown up and to see that they're trying to figure it out, just like we're trying to figure it out. It was just really well done. And it was. I, I need to see, I need it to be Friday morning right now. Yeah, right. I know. Cannot wait. Les, I know you loved it and you enjoyed it. Yeah, totally. It was, I liked the horror element. I know Boo didn't. It was a shocking thing. It was definitely something that, but it, it, it it's helping to tell the story. It's totally helping to show that, and I think I mentioned this in our breakdown and our reaction to Wanda is a character that, you know, she could easily lose her grip mm-hmm. and everyone else has had to deal with loss. Everybody else, every other Avengers had to deal with something, you know, Thor lost his whole world pretty much, but he's the God of thunder. It's a little easier for him as, as depressed as he got in end game, you know, it's a little bit easier for him than it is for her. Cause her trauma is different. You know what I mean? Her, her being her whole story arc is different than someone like Thor. He was raised royalty. He's a God. He's, you know, you're going to be King of Asgard. You know, you command the mighty Mjolnir and you can command the lightning and thunder. This little girl grew up in a freaking war torn, <laughs> you know, like a war zone, a, a bomb falls. And she's sitting there with the brother huddled for three, you know, however many days that was. You know, waiting for this dud to go off and potentially kill them, you know, and and, and so on. And all the major, uh, it's just it's just overwhelming, you know what I mean? And for her, the power is starting to get even more, she's becoming more powerful, too. Yeah. And someone's got to come along to help her out here. So I, I really like the episode. I like that it shows the, the, the cracks. She's doing everything she can. She's powerful enough to hold her own reality, but also not powerful enough to continue it on. Right. Right. It was so good. Yeah. And, and there's rumors out there that we might get episodes five and six dropped at the same time because there was some leaked footage uh, for episode six. Uh, so that would be very interesting. If we do, I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. I went on and I looked at the schedule. The schedule seemed normal. So I don't know what they're going to do. So I guess we'll find out on midnight on Thursday night or Friday morning. Uh, but we have an email from the shock. We haven't heard from him in a while. Dear Sith listeners, I just recently finished a new episode of WandaVision number four, and I wanted to throw out some thoughts to you guys. Number one, zombie vision is creepy as fuck. <laughs> number two, while I do think that Wanda is controlling things, I also think that she is being manipulated by someone. I do too, by the way. That's my theory. My money is on Mephisto, which has uh, been in the MCU. I, I kind of looked up his stuff. He's been He's in the, the MCU. It's been the devil. for. It's been around for like 50 years in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And he was in a couple movies, right? The Ghost Rider films, I heard. No. Yeah. Peter Fonda no. played him. Played Mephisto or Blackheart? Played Mephisto. Hmm. <sighs> okay. You might want to fact check that. Well, but it, it, it doesn't help that as far as Marvel Comics is concerned, there's like four or five versions of the devil. Right. There's Mephisto. Yeah. There's a couple other dudes. So it's kind of, they all are all around the same. Just take your pick. Mickey Rourke. Uh-huh. Number three, I think <laughs> predominant characters from the MCU will show up 
in a super secret role like like Wanda down from completely changing reality. Probably Doctor Strange, but I wouldn't count out Hawkeye or Old Man Cap. Ooh, Old Man Cap. Somebody get the hover around. Yeah, I have no actual facts to base this on, but I feel it's going to happen. Call it ginger magic. <laughs> Number four, Wanda, while trying to bring back her dead brother, instead breaks the multiverse wall and pulls in Evan Peters' version of Quicksilver instead of from the Fox movies. I've heard this all over the place, by the way, that they're going to bring Evan Peters' version instead of the other version. That This allows Deadpool, who is crazy as fuck and has a weird relationship with the reality to begin with, follow the hole in a reality and come to the MCU. Oh, that's interesting. Number five, all of that will happen because Mephisto wants to fuck shit up for some reason. Devil reasons, I'm guessing. This will lead into him taking Wanda's soul in exchange for the babies. And Doctor Strange has to save the day in this movie. In which movie? You're talking, uh, you mean the series? Again, Ginger Magic. Keep up the good work. Love the show. Shonk. It feels like a movie, Shonk. It's as good as a movie. So I get it. So this is some crazy shit you're throwing out there, Shank. I think some of it will happen. I think you're right. I think she's being manipulated by somebody else. Um, I, and Oh, here we go. P.S. Oh, yeah. Wanda is going to have to die. Also, way too powerful, too dangerous. Not in this series, but later. Ooh, what do you guys think about that? Do you think Wanda is going to die in the future of the MCU? Less no. shaking is that no. no. Keep Tom, no. Eric is thinking no. And Boo is saying no. So Shank. We don't agree with that. I well, do. It's one. It's either she's going to have to die, or she's going to have to get a grip. Mm-hmm. It's one or the other. That's and Doctor Strange is for Doctor right. Strange. If I'm, and I don't know a lot of Wanda's because in the comics, even though she was a mutant, she was an Avenger. She wasn't right. on the X team. She wasn't part of X Men. So I, if I read mostly X Men, I didn't read a lot of Avenger stories. So, uh, but I do know that. Doctor Strange trained her at one point. So he did get his, he was able to teach her how to, you know, enhance her powers and all that other stuff. So that's why they're talking about, you know, bringing in Strange in some way. And I think in the Multiverse of Madness, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. I do like the Evan Peters idea. I, 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 did too. I have heard that other place. The only thing is in the, the X-Men movie, I think it was Days of Future Past, we saw her. He does have a sister, but she's a lot younger than he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will always be biased towards his character because he's wearing a Rush Signals shirt. Mm-hmm. And I, I I love that to death. Just so cool. I, I want to start seeing this stuff. I want to start seeing them bring in some of these characters from Fox. That, that'd be really cool. So I wonder if we're going to get that. All right. So we all loved WandaVision. It was fantastic. We cannot wait for the next one. Keep the emails coming through. We really appreciate that. And I uh, can't wait to see what in the world is going on. All right. So Michael... Well, Michael sent us an email, Michael Basinger. He sent us an email last week about time travel. And I know you want to talk a little bit about time travel. Yeah, so, yeah. Th- thank you, Michael, for that uh, wonderful email last week. Brought up a lot of good questions, a lot mm-hmm. of good conversation. And uh, what is it? I had the chance of watching Back to the Future this past weekend. I've seen it a billion times. Great movie. I have a question for Strothers. So when he's on stage after his parents kiss and he's not going to fade away anymore, he, they ask him to play a song, and he plays Johnny Be Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He turns to the band behind him and says, "says musical stuff." You know, what he's going to do, and says, "You know, just keep up." Yeah, is that possible? Oh, absolutely. And, really? Um, yeah. It's so, a blues riff and so, B. So, yeah. He, thank you. Yeah. He goes, "It's a blues riff and B." Watch me for the changes and try to keep up. Yeah. So here's the, here's the interesting thing. And if you guys, you know, I've talked about how much I like the soundtrack show with David yeah. W. Collins. He mentions that specifically. 
when he talks about the soundtrack for the movie. And in in music, so the blues is this traditional, they call it a one four five chord progression. Everybody knows what it is. And there's little variations on it. But um like they what they call the quick four and all this. Mm-hmm. But in the key of B, you're gonna have three chords. You're gonna have B, you're gonna have E, and you're gonna have F sharp. And you know when they come and you tell the band, here's the groove follow me and yeah that's totally realistic that's so cool okay I, all right well that's good i thought oh. you were asking eric because he wanted to see if it was accurate about being in high school in the 50s <laughs> <laughs> wow ouch <laughs> okay <laughs> oh, Dude, my buddy not- lucas jumps in my twitch stream to say oh. when i'm playing red dead he goes man i bet it's really cool to play a video game that reminds you so much of your childhood <laughs> no <laughs> anyway yes yes as far as high school in the 50s i think it was realistic (laughs) yes that it fits lord 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 hey you (laughs) get your damn hands off her (laughs) i I think he stole that guy's wallet yeah (laughs) he just stole that guy's wallet i got um what's his name the guy who plays biff Mm -hmm. he blocked me on twitter sweet because he tweeted something and i said yeah i think that guy stole your wallet he tweeted a picture of him and Michael J. Fox. And I responded with, yeah, that guy, I think that guy stole your wallet. And, and he, he blocked, blocked me on Twitter for that. Oh, yeah, that, is, that is completely That's unnecessary. Weird. And yeah. I, I uh, got to see Michael J. <laughs> Fox's father at the improv. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. I saw Michael Biff. Gross? I'm sorry. I saw Biff at the improv once. Michael Gross. No. The dad on Family Ties. Yeah, that was a good one. It was a really was. good one. Uh, no, I saw Biff at the improv. Hmm. Here. Yeah. Right. I didn't even know he was going to be there. Was he waxing the cars? He was not. And then my second question from the same movie. Yeah. So. Yes, like, you can microwave a pizza to be that big now. <laughs> oh, yeah. The dehydrated <laughs> don't, don't pizza. Don't worry. Bitch <laughs> was it Marty McFly? Put it in your air fryer, dude. <laughs> oh yeah best best way to reheat pizza it really is oh it, the crispiness just the best way fantastic second or second really time is. pizza i agree so marty mcfly knows that his mom is eager to uh do the dirty deed mm-hmm. and, 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 and there's been several moments where he's been aware of that and then he knows that his dad is going to take her home mm-hmm. does he know that they're going to bang that night is that is, is that a maybe he's busy thinking other things but he's got to know that's kind of that's kind of weird that I he knows the first time his parents are gonna bone because he's like she's like he's gonna take me home is that okay I was like oh no I know what's gonna happen do they bone that night I they, I I don't yeah. think they bone she that lived night. with her whole family yeah I yeah, don't and, she was gonna she was gonna bang uh, her son in the, in the car what's gonna stop mm-hmm. her from doing that in the parking lot I don't think they were gonna bang I think they're just gonna make out real hard because yeah. that would have been considered pretty risky they were gonna neck the they were gonna just, neck. You got to remember, I that I grew up during oh, that time, and uh, right three feet of distance, <laughs> three feet of distance. Please. Yeah, I, there was the the Bible in between. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think too, man. One thing to remember is that I mean, obviously, people were having sex and would be promiscuous, but there wasn't birth control like there is now, <laughs> and it was a lot. People exercised more restraint, you know, <laughs> but they restraint. were probably going to make out pretty dirty. Okay. At least All right. That. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. No, I, I just, I just thought you'd be like, ooh. Let me ask you this though, Boo. On that oh, sake, because no. here's what I thought you're going to ask. Oh no. Is you know 
Marty, he, he, his mom has come on to him pretty strong a yeah. handful of times, right? Mm-hmm. His plan is to go get in the car and try to make out with her real hard to the point that she's like, nah, dog, this, I'm not buying this. Yeah. Right. I think he probably would have gotten in over his head if she hadn't been like the whole thing. It's like kissing my brother. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. that was a risky plan. You, you yeah. think he would have gone, gone with, Full force with the plan, no matter what. It, well, no, he would have gone in, and she yeah. wouldn't have stopped him. She'd be that's like, what I'm saying. On. He would have followed through. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, thank God, thank God, she stopped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been awful. Oh, you know, that is something, man. That movie is for all of Crispin Glover's weirdness. The way they wrote his character and the way he's he so played good. it out, where he knows he's going to get destroyed, but he still does the right thing. Yep, he steps that up. Is the bravest thing yeah, of all so time, great. man. Yeah, yeah, you know you're going to get killed. He acted the hell out of that. Because he came off as so scared. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, he no, no. And that's just like, oh my God. No, so man. good. Best movie of all time. Well, thank you, Michael, man. That was, that was awesome. And I know that you have some questions about X-Men. And we're going to get into that next week because we've already jibber-jabbered way too much so don't worry i'm going to hold these questions there's some really good ones and we'll have an x-men conversation we'll put you in the queue yes you are in the queue but you're number one in the queue michael you're number one in the queue i'm gonna go back and read this email from kyle i love kyle's emails hey sith listeners the show has been great lately thank you for continuing to put out such great content i'm really enjoying your reaction and recap videos on youtube as well keep up the great work thank you kyle i appreciate that man so I did a rewatch of Endgame the other day, and I was once again really intrigued by the Easter egg that was dropped during the video conference call at the beginning of the movie. When Okoye me- mentions that there was, there's was there been some seismic activity near Wakanda, combined with the comments about the snap causing the biggest power surge they have ever seen, has me thinking that it is Marvel's way of creating Neymar, and also creating more mutants. Are you guys okay with the premise that there are no mutants in the world until after the snap, including all the X-Men. And are you guys okay with Neymar being the first mutant in the MCU and the antagonist for the Black Panther movie? Thanks a lot, guys. Kyle, this is a great question. King Tom, obviously, I'm going to go with you. The first question is, the first mutant we have, isn't that Scarlet Witch? If in they theory? do some, Right now, it's looking like it might be Scarlet. If, if they do what we've been saying this episode, they would do. Uh, it would make sense for it to be Neymar. Um, I'm sorry, I said Neymar like the soccer player. Neymar. That's, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've heard it. You know, I used to say Namor, but it's, okay. it's, I've heard Namor. Yeah, it would make sense. At this point, though, I, I do kind of like the idea of mutants having been around, but not really established, mm. if that makes sense. But it would also make sense for them to come about to prominence once everything has shifted because... Of the snap. The malarkey going on with the snap. Right. Snaps. Okay, great. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate that. All right, so we'll end this thing talking about how great it is that Disney has signed a contract, and that's Disney Plus pretty much, has signed a contract with Ryan Coogler to do a five-year run of a bunch of Wakanda-centric shows via kind of like a la Star Wars of Black Panther and Wakanda, which is so awesome. So I want to get King Tom and Les's take on this. Um, how cool is this going to be? We're going to get all kinds of different storylines. We're going to see characters that some people think that we need to dive into. So what do you think about this? 
I, I think it's obviously a great idea. I would think that this could also help lay the foundation for getting us a future Panther. Yes, good call. Uh, either getting us ready for Shuri to take the mantle or to, you know, maybe one of the seasons they have a, a tournament to mm-hmm. determine the new Panther. Oh, great one. And it could be anyone from the other tribes. I also would like that they could do some type of like Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of thing. You know, just tie in other parts of the MCU through Wakanda. Uh, maybe they're more open to the world now because that was the idea is to introduce the world to Wakanda and, you know, be able to start openly trading and all that other stuff. So there's potential for crossovers there. Um, I really, really, really am excited to see what they do. They can go so many different directions. They can bring, uh, they can find a way to like bring Storm in. Mm-hmm. Ah, I mean, yeah. not, not, not to take away from Wakanda and Wakanda centric stories, but they're bringing more characters in. Just yeah, it's it's the perfect way to bring in other characters and and other uh and, and go in different directions. Yeah, it, it I I can't wait to see what type of things they can pull off here. Really gonna test some people's creativity. Yeah, even though it's one country in Marvel Earth, there's Wakanda is so different technologically, and there's so many different areas of it and groups within it. Uh, you, you have the Dora Milaje, you have uh, Mbaku and the Jabari and the different tribes. There's so many characters that you could tell stories about. So I think it's, it's especially if they say we're going to give this five seasons or years or whatever, I'm fine with that. And, and I am curious as to like when these discussions started, if, if they, if they came about, you know, during the production, because supposedly they're in pre-production for two, if they came about, you know, during pre-production or if they were, you know, they had the idea for a while. And also, I, I would also imagine, thank you, Star Wars, the volume might have something to do with this, right. making these shows a lot cheaper to produce. And I, I, I'm not, that's not to say, I don't think Disney is going to be skimping on any of these. No, 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 no. But I think it makes it a lot easier to do quality shows set in settings like Wakanda or anywhere think about, else, really. Think about what they can do with the volume with Wakanda. My God. Right. It oh, just, shit. Yeah, it just really opens the door and it makes things like this possible. And, you know, Cooler put so much into the original Black Panther. He, you know, he's responsible for a lot of the look and the direction. So that they could get him to do that, I think that's a great, great decision. I think it's a really, I guess, elegant way of being able to spread out time in order to find a, a new Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a new leader of Wakanda, essentially, kind of just let it flow. Because when tragedies like this happen, people want immediate answers. Mm-hmm. That's not really the way to go, because, you know, there's so many questions and it takes time for people to heal and to latch on to a new character, whoever that may be. So I think this is a really just smooth way of doing that, just giving it time. You know, it's like, uh, what is it? Uh, a new step parent can't just say i'm your dad now well no no no. you got to give it time you got to grow and then eventually hopefully become that 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 figure in that person's life so yeah so i think it's a very smooth way to do it and the five-year run i hope it's i hope it's just a myriad of shows of you know showing the insides of wakanda what they're doing outside of wakanda in the world action wise within the royal family things like that so yeah so there's so many different aspects the technology how they're going to affect the world that's what I'm looking forward to. And and it seems like a 
a, a very good way to see how they affect the rest of the MCU planet, I guess, and the universe. So yeah, so I'm very, very excited. And Eric, how great is it as a podcasters on like us, where we do everything in pop culture, especially stuff in comic book, TV, movie news, that we're going to have five years of content <laughs> of not only this, but Star Wars. Thank you, Disney. Thank you, Disney Plus, because they're going to run the table now for the next decade, looks like. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. I mean, you know, the only other option would be if Taylor Swift keeps putting out albums at the pace she has. We can talk is. about that. But there it is. But yeah, this is pretty crazy. and. <laughs> It's a really cool spot to be in for us. Yeah. And for those creatives. I mean, I can't imagine how good it must feel to do that. And and for real, like the fact that the volume even exists and works the way it does is like one step closer to like Wakanda being an actual thing. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, from a technology standpoint. <laughs> no, you're right. Ah, oh, it's so cool. I mean, it's, it's I always say this. Well, I've said this lately. It's great to be alive, to be a fan of these kind of franchises. Um, it's just crazy. It's unfortunate that there's no Comic Cons right going on right now because of the virus. But when Comic Con comes back, can you imagine between the celebration and Comic Con, how much content there's going to be <laughs> at these conventions? It's going to be in D23. It's going to be just nuts. Bonkers. Uh, bonkers. Bonkers. All right, guys. I think that wraps it up. Booze bits again are going to be stacked away. They, you got some blue balls. Yeah, they are. They are jam packed. Full. Yes. You need a release. Ready to go. But not tonight. Mm -mm. You hold that. I've been teased. I don't appreciate it. Hey, there's nothing worse. Mm -mm. When I got my first case of blue balls, man, I didn't know what the hell it was. I was at <laughs> Disneyland. I was oh, going no. down Splash Mountain. And you know how you you have to, you're next to the girl, right? Like, because the girl's going to be between your legs when you're going down the thing. I, it hit me right there and I didn't know what the hell it was. And I was like, what in the world is this pain? They were blue balls. And then I went home and he used mineral ice and that didn't work out. Oh no. <laughs> Mr. Eric Struthers, where can people find you on the internet landscape? Shaking my head in disbelief at that whole story you just told. That's where you can find me. Let me just tell you, Splash Mountain, not too much splash there. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to do with that. Well, I'll tell you what, here's what you should do. You should check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, because we say equally stupid stuff. Uh, it's very similar dynamic in that where I'm <laughs> incredulous. Not, just and, as bad. But uh, so, yeah, do that. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Strahlers. And, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll say something about Star Wars. Mr. Tom Chansky, King of All Pods, the captain of the Weezer fan club. Where can people find you? Captaining the Weezer fan club and staying away from Splash Mountain. <laughs> Please. Yes. I am Tom Chansky on Twitter. I do Patreon shows for Steel Wars, Blue Harvest and the Bad Motivators. And I will be on an upcoming episode of the Rogue Rebels with Sal Perales. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. That's yeah, really yeah. cool. We talked about Star Wars comics, the, one of the runs that, that came out last year. And I was a little bit nervous because, you know, that's the thing I do with Rashad and Luke for the, the bad motivators. And I was a little right. bit nervous. I didn't want Cruiser finding out. But then th this was Monday. I did it. Monday morning, uh, Sal put out a tweet. Hey, joining me on this week's episode is Rashad. So I'm like. I'm, no, there it is. I'm perfect. Good. Yeah, he went behind. Luke, we yell at Rashad first. There it is. <laughs> good job, Raj. Les, where uh -huh. can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at lessonmore seventy eight. You can also find me doing uh, reaction videos to our various awesome shows out there on our Sithless YouTube channel. 
Nice, Lass. That's a good plug. And if Magneto shows up, he is going to lose his shit. And it's going to be worth you watching. That's for sure. Carlos Buarque, where can people find you relaxing post-Super Bowl? <laughs> you, you can find me on Twitter, at, at the Sith List Boo. When, when you guys listen to us, it's either Super Bowl morning or... Yeah. So enjoy the Super Bowl. Tom, prediction, real quick. Tom Brady's going to suck it. That's what the prediction is. Mm-hmm. Him and his ugly wife are going to suck it. Oh, that's rough. I don't like him anymore. I didn't really dig him anyway. That comes from a Packer fan. Let's yeah, not get crazy. He right. doesn't have anything against no, his wife. no. That's no. just because he's a Packer fan. Yeah, no, no. Last prediction real quick. Kansas City wins 31-26. I don't know, care about your numbers. Kansas City wins. Okay. Pass. Okay. And Eric, pass. Lord. No. <laughs> Eric, pass. Well, you, every time we talk sports, you say you don't like talking sports. No opinion. He's from, he's, no opinion. No there opinion. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I was, I just uh, don't like the assumption. Okay. Well, just don't appreciate you don't like it. the correct assumptions. Okay. <laughs> and I will say Kansas City is going to win because... Whatever. You can catch us next week on episode number 236 of The Sit
it all out. Get it all out. Oh, God. Stop. Jesus, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see those waveforms. Ooh. Um, That's funny. You know how, like, some people clap when they started audio? There, there you go. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. That's what we'll do.